0: How do we blend sort of buildings and digital for the best possible experiences?
1: I'd like to be the first to welcome you to Design Nerds Anonymous, the podcast that sparks curiosity at the intersection of business and design. I'm your host, Amanda Schneider, founder and president at ThinkLab, the research division of Sandow, and sister company to design brands you know and love, like Interior Design, Metropolis, Material Bank, and more.
2: And I'd like to be the second person to welcome you to Design Nerds Anonymous. My name is Hannah Vitti, and I've been Amanda's right hand throughout the season. I'm the audio journalist engineer producing Design Nerds Anonymous with ThinkLab. You'll hear my voice throughout the season.
1: In this podcast, we've invited trailblazers from within the design industry and beyond to engage in conversations and explore the topics that will drive our future. At ThinkLab, our passion is sharing inspiration for your business, fuel for your design process, and connections with people and ideas for positive disruption. So thanks for listening. We're glad you're here. In today's episode, We'll explore the intersection of physical and digital worlds of design with McKinsey's Jennifer Killian. Now, if you've listened to other episodes this season, you've already been introduced to her voice in our exploration of positive disruption. But we thought her insight about technology and the interface of physical and digital worlds was so interesting, it deserved its own bonus episode. Now, you likely know McKinsey for their business insights. But what you may not know is that McKinsey also has a design team. Building from an industrial design background, Jennifer leads that team. Her core role is advising clients on driving innovation and the behavioral change required to support it while creating products, services, environments, and ecosystems that improve the bottom
2: line. So let's dive in straight to this intersection of design and business by listening to how data can drive design.
0: Yeah, I think there's a tremendous opportunity for blending physical and digital and for also blending design and data. And What I mean by that is, for example, if we look at trends in data for residents and when they might move in or out or some triggers there, we can sort of start to get a hypothesis going on what could we do to keep them longer or to help make their experiences better. And I think that's where design kicks in. So I think by leveraging a little bit of sort of the data science around the analytics that can be provided, you know, it's this, it's this mashup of sort of what data feeds and sources we have, um, what can we learn from people, and then how do we help predictively make them safe by giving them uh, as much data transparency as possible to make the right choices. Okay.
2: As you've heard, the global pandemic has opened up new opportunities to leverage data to help people feel comfortable in a space. Let's listen to some tangible stories about how data and transparency can help blend the physical and digital worlds to drive comfort for its occupants.
0: The analytics that can be provided through various functions in a building today, so literally like people badging in and out of a workplace building, perhaps, or an elevator, um, in a residential building looking at, you know, what hours are peop- people are self-isolating in a gym or in a in a public space can give us a lot of information to then, I think, take a human lens on and say, okay, if this is how peop- people's behaviors are changing, then how can we actually adapt the business to help them? We might see that people are actually then able to use an app, for example, to sign up for when they might want to go to the gym, or to choose to go to the gym um, because there's only one other person there for the next hour, and no one else has said they're going to they're going to come in. And I think same goes with, you know, systems design as we think about designing new new spaces, residential or, or workplaces or, or hotels even. You know what? What makes people feel good about social distancing, but also still having some opportunities to not be just isolated. I think there's a huge difference between social distancing and social isolation, and one is positive for the moment, and the other is quite negative. And so, really making sure that we're straddling that line of, you know, we don't have people entering and, and leaving so so distance, or from a time or space perspective, that that they feel completely alone. So what's a safe way to keep us together in the world right now? Um, I know one of the things we were looking at also is um, working with a a client in China on creating a new living environment. It's part hotel uh, and part residential for millennials and uh, other generations, but we literally went down to the level of even designing the furniture the beds in a new way. um, So the people felt like there were the materials that everything that was chosen was just done from the, um, from the perspective of keeping them safe and healthy and well. So I think that we're going to see a whole new, you know, immersion of, of designers with this, this mindset that are going to create amazing spaces and amazing physical and digital environments that are, are combined to both make us feel connected and safe and healthy and well.
2: We've discussed physical and digital immersion, but we know the future will also involve new amenities, powered by digital tools. Here's one example.
0: There's a, a realty developer uh, and operator in New York who actually has established what's considered a concierge service. So it's a, a really interesting combination of human touch person that works in a residential building, sort of as like a, imagine the, the Ritz version of the concierge in an affordable manner, combined with a resident app and a concierge app. And they allow um people in the building to have added enriched services. And so some of those things might be, you know, sort of last foot food delivery. So how do you get, you know, food delivered, not just to your your building uh, front door lobby, but actually to your door or have some pet or childcare services. More importantly lately is, you know, cleaning services that are quite thorough uh, and of high quality. And then I think also um, index around the building health. So letting residents know uh, the air quality. Uh, the humidity, like different things that, that might or might not be conducive to, to germ spreading so that they feel better and even allowing them to understand the latest in in COVID data from their sort of habitats or neighborhoods. Uh, so that's been a really interesting thing to see come, come to fruition right now and, and for the company to pivot into health uh, and wellness for the residents. Uh, things like being able to book and manage gym slots or still leverage a public space, but in a private way with with cleanings and wipe downs in between, I think has given them quite a competitive advantage over places that just have shut things down out of fear, uh, and I think made the residents feel a lot more safe and cared for.
2: What's interesting to me here is the concept of leveraging sensors and technology to find or avoid people. As work becomes about flexible locations and flexible hours, tech can help you find or avoid others and create the experience that's right for your workday.
0: Same realty developer uh, leader in their tenant buildings has actually leveraged sensors and other technology to understand where people's mobile foot traffic is during the day. So you can imagine like it's like a Google Maps mobility set of data, but just specific to a building. And by doing so, they've then been able to create um, an app for the employees that are in the building, which shows them peak hours of foot traffic for leaving, c- coming and leaving. So in terms of like starting your day, lunch break or snack or smoke break or end of day, you can really see when the safest time to get up and move about uh, is. And then also for things like, even the restrooms being able to give feedback on it's empty now, right? So when is it safe to make those choices that would normally have been second nature before? Like I need to, I need to use the restroom. I need to go get, grab lunch because now, now is my block in between meetings. Um, can be a lot more substantiated by data that makes people feel safe and like they're exercising even better judgment. And then at the end of the day or the next morning, you actually get a whole data visualization dashboard feedback loop of your patterns. And so it can tell you, You have been six feet away, of course, from everyone, but you maybe had like one or two moments in the day where you were spent 20 minutes across from one person, perhaps having an in-person meeting, socially distanced with masks. And you may have had uh, 20 other instances or 10 other instances where you were only by someone for 10 seconds or a minute, you know, possibly in passing, but it can tell you this whole range of data for the day so that you know that you can feel safe and comfortable that what you were Uh, doing and and sort of abiding by the traffic patterns in the office and the new, you know, staying uh, six feet away at your desk and all those things that you feel you've taken all the necessary precautions and you're getting smarter about how to do so based on that data.
1: And at Think Lab... Of course, we love the idea of data making us smarter. For the designer, this opens up a whole new world of experiences to design blending our physical and digital world, which is becoming increasingly important today. And for the people using the space, perhaps it opens up a whole new world of experiences. So how might we reimagine the interaction of technology and space for a better world? Special thanks to our interviewee in this episode, Jennifer Killian, and to Blue Dot Sessions for the music.